Hello and welcome to season six of Captain's Corner. We'd like to take a moment to let you know how grateful we are to you, our listeners, for making this podcast such a success. We have a great lineup of guests for you to enjoy during season six. So we ask you to share this podcast on your social media with your friends and family. And of course, give us a like and leave a review. We hope you guys enjoy the season. Today on the podcast, we have the international leaders of the Salvation Army, General Brian Peddle and Commissioner Rosalie Peddle. Hi, friends. Thanks for being interested in Captain's Corner. It means so much to me to have friends and people texting me when conversations come out and sharing episodes, liking them, sharing in various places on social media. It means a lot to me if those of you who are enjoying the podcast could leave a review on Apple iTunes. That helps us kind of get the word out a little bit more. Today's conversation is Abby's and my conversation with General Bryan and Commissioner Rosalie Petal. We had this conversation last summer, and we did this because they were planning to come to the United States and visit multiple territories and do several events. But in light of COVID-19, those travel plans were canceled. And so they were able to share with us in this conversation some of the things they had hoped to say in person. And we enjoyed this conversation. It was on Facebook Live, so the recording's a little different. I thought I would just give you that sense as we get started here that we were looking at each other and even my kids came in at the beginning of the recording. We then transferred to Instagram Live where we had a further conversation. Unfortunately, we were not able to record that portion of the interview. And that's disappointing, but we had a great time with them and certainly appreciate their generosity in giving us their time to spend time with us, to talk about their vision for the Salvation Army, particularly in times like this with COVID-19 and the questions that we all have, like what's the Army gonna be like? What's this gonna do to us? What's our future? So I think you'll enjoy this conversation that I have with the pedals and actually that Abby and I have together with the pedals. If you wanna check out more that we're doing, you can find it on our podcast channel and at tampasa.org. Thanks so much for being interested in Captain's Corner. Enjoy this conversation. Well, we want to welcome everybody to this conversation today. Um, I'm Abby Miller, and this is my husband, Andy Miller, and we are the captains here in Tampa, Florida. We get to um, manage all that the Salvation Army does here in Tampa and Hillsborough County. And we're so excited today to be having a conversation with uh, General Brian and Commissioner Rosalie Peddle, the international leaders of the Salvation Army. Um, so we want to welcome you, um, General you. and Commissioner, and we're so delighted to get to talk to you today. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank it's you. great to be with you. Thank you. Yes. And before before we get going, we'll go ahead and expose the fact that there is somebody behind the curtain. I'm going to go ahead and invite my three. Uh, now, they've been particularly helpful. There they are. This is Titus. Titus. <laughs> and this is Georgia. Hi, Georgia. Hi, Georgia. And Andy the Fourth, right there. The nice to meet you guys. You too. <laughs> well, they've been particularly helpful for us in COVID times. You know, it's nice to have a little supplemental team like them. A uh, drama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Good to see you guys. Yeah. So now you can go and terrorize the rest of the, the building of the four. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So. All right. We didn't really mean that, but. Hey, sorry. <laughs> Thanks for saying hello to them. That's a, yeah, a little tribute for all the officers out there that have their kids with them right now because of uh, COVID-19. We're we understand. 
I'll give a little sense of uh, what this is going to look like this first half an hour. Thank you for joining us, everybody who's on with us on Facebook Live. This first part of our conversation is going to happen right here. And we'll, we're hopeful that people will join us from all over the world, but you know, particularly here in the United States too. If you even right now, if you're on, if you want to just tell us where you're from, that'd be great where you're listening. I think that would be encouraging to us and others who are paying attention. Also, it'd be really helpful if people are able to share a link to this. Just go to your Facebook button, share, and maybe you could share it to your core page. I think I hope and I, I, I'm, I'm sure it will happen that the things we talk about today will be a benefit to Salvationists and friends of the Salvation Army all over the world. And then, so that's the first part of our conversation is going to happen on Facebook Live. Then the second part of our conversation is going to happen on Instagram Live. Now, some of you are saying, what's Instagram? And it's okay. If you're not on Instagram, don't worry, your children are. And so <laughs> if you go on Instagram Live, we can make sure that we are able to make this happen. And we'll, what we'll do is we'll transition. We already have some folks from Minnesota on here. So great. If we're seeing some folks, tell us where they're from. Great. Um, Ohio. Ohio too, coming on. We'll, we'll see what else we can get. Um, so on Instagram Live, we'll start that while we're going here. And at the same time, we'll then transition. And then General Brian and Commissioner Rosalie will get on with us on Instagram Live. And we'll have the second half of an hour there. Uh, we want to welcome a friend from Indiana as well. So we love seeing people from all over the U.S., but also other places in the world. If anybody else um, from the International Salvation Army is, is looking on, we are glad you're with us. Um, well, I'm going to get started with the first question, and I'll direct it to um, the general. So we know we have all been affected by the pandemic um, over the last several months. And we would just love to hear how COVID-19 has impacted your specific role as general and with the international work that you do. How has it been? I, I think what folks would understand quickly is that uh, we're confined to London. And normally we spend 70% of our time somewhere else in the world engaging with the International Salvation Army. So we've had to move ourselves online, like you're helping us do today, and uh, share a little bit of our responsibilities as international leaders through an online space. I think the challenge with that has been we've not been able to be with our, our people, and we are literally missing or skipping over significant opportunities. We had several visits into the United States. We were to celebrate 100 years of the Salvation Army in Nigeria and wow. so on. So we are desperately missing our people. And for that, uh, that means we don't get to embrace them and they don't get to embrace their leaders. So there, there, is, there is that reality of a change in, in our behavior and what we're doing, our day-to-day -day routines. We've been locked in our apartment for the last 120 days. You wow. Know. Is that where you are now? That's where yes. we are now. We are yeah. slowly merging and back to international headquarters. But we've had to do all of our meetings, our uh, international appointments board, our management boards, our board of trustees, everything on teams. And we've been surprised at how effective and efficient we still are. 
Wow. Right. What, well, what, when did the, the kind of quarantine start for you all? I know for us, it was about mid-March, but when, when did yeah. things get, yeah, for, for you as well? As well, yes. I, I think the 17th of March, we walked away from international headquarters thinking we'd be back <laughs> shortly. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't go back, couldn't go yeah. back, and suddenly we realized we had to lead from a different perspective, and we've been doing that. And, you know, the Army has been incredibly prepared for this day, even though we didn't know it. Mm -hmm. But wow. God had been preparing the Salvation Army with our technological platforms and our ability now to be able to FaceTime, to WhatsApp, to Zoom, to Teams, every international leader anywhere in the world. Right. That's incredible. Right. So we've been doing our leadership. We've been doing our pastoring. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's through technology and virtual realities. Right. And I think that we've all sensed that in certain ways, too, as we've had to make this quick transition to up our game online, particularly with Facebook, as we've we've had our own services and tried to get our equipment together and, and figure this out on the fly. But as you said, we're positioned fairly well for this. And yeah. thankfully, the technology is there to help us. I want to encourage folks to just, so you know, at the, at, the, at the end of this first half an hour period, we'll have some time for questions. And so if you have a question that you'd like us to ask the general, you can Go ahead and send that to us and put that in the comments. And they're yes. open. To, I didn't surprise him with that. I told him that ahead of time. <laughs> and uh, so those those will be happening too. And we'll make sure to, to move those along. Commissioner Rosalie, I'm just, yes. I know we, we want to hear a little bit about um, more about COVID and some of the current issues that our world is facing now. But before we get too far, I just love to hear a little bit more of who the pedals are and tell us about your family and how COVID-19 has impacted you. Sure. Uh, of course, we're Canadian officers. Uh, from um, actually from Newfoundland, the island of Newfoundland. And just a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated uh, 44 years for me as an officer and 43 wow. for my husband. We were very young when we went. Yes. Um, but we are, um, you know, we've been married 43 years and we certainly uh, enjoy uh, life together very much so. We have two daughters. Uh, Stephanie and her husband are in Ontario, Canada, and Krista and her husband, they're officers now serving in Brisbane, Australia. Uh, we have five grandchildren, uh, three in the pre three in preteen, um, and okay. uh, you know, talking with them and having uh, contact with them is really wonderful for us. They light up our lives. Uh, they give us joy. And we're grateful for them. Long ways away from us, and especially during COVID, uh, they feel further away from us. Uh, but grateful to God for, for them. And they're all well and doing great. And we're grateful for that. We like to cycle. And we have been doing okay. a lot around, around London. Uh, we, love, we love to walk. Um, so we, we enjoy the out, outside and doing things. We like exploring. Um, new cities and new parts of the city. We've uh, we've been really enjoyed doing that during this uh, this COVID and being uh, home so much. Uh, we've, yeah. we've, we've certainly really have enjoyed that. But we are grateful for technology uh, yes. because 
technology is our lifeline right now to family and friends and workers and and to the army the international army so we're very very grateful for that so that's basically who we are we love love people um and uh i think that we really miss the people because being around people is what energizes us um, inspires us and lights the fire in our hearts yeah amen but we've um we've actually shared soldiers that are your former soldiers from St. John's. I we had uh now she's Captain Rebecca McGee, yes. Roberta Simmons Smith, and even um uh Max and Lenny Feener are uh he was they were our he was our core sergeant major. So we love I've never been there. <laughs> Well, Commissioner Rosalie, one more question for you. Um, what, how has COVID-19 impacted the work that you oversee as world president of women's ministries? Oh, big time. I mean, uh, we, the women, but what I, I, I admire about the women uh, around the world is that they are, they are not to be defeated or they're, they're not going to back off. They are out there still, very many of them on the ground doing ministry. Uh, I, I'm grateful for the way that they've worked together and partnered together and that they're they're really moving out in all aspects of the Salvation Army right now, not just women's ministries, because we, we want to see what's going to happen uh, with that. That, like everything else, is on hold right now when it comes to our and and our activities. But our women are just migrating and they're just integrating with everything that's going on. So I'm, I'm proud of the women in Salvation Army and their their passion and compassion um, for the for those who are in deep need right now. So I celebrate that. So I don't look at it as a negative thing. I think it's a positive thing for for women's ministries. Amen. Yeah. Well, that's an encouragement. I know a lot of women are trying to adapt, and of course, mm-hmm. technology is helpful to stay Absolutely. connected here in the U.S. to all of our women and. Um, thankful for online Bible studies and things of that nature. Um, yes. We do have a few other people that have told us where they're from. So we just want to give some shout outs to someone from Dublin, Georgia, Kansas City, um, the state of Florida. Of course, so. hopefully we have some Floridians on here. Um, Yorkshire, England. So a little further away and uh, Lexington, Kentucky. So we just welcome those who are listening in. We're so glad to have you on Great. this conversation. This episode of Captain's Corner is sponsored by Arthur Alley Associated, your partner for fundraising and mission development. Led by longtime Salvation Army fundraisers Derek Alley and Steve Wakes Norris, Arthur Alley can help your nonprofit organization or church with services like mission planning, annual and capital campaign fundraising, and coaching. Arthur Alley has the experience and insight to help your organization thrive. They've worked with organizations across the country and specialize in serving the Salvation Army. And today, for Captain's Corner listeners, Arthur Alley is offering a free 20-minute consultation call. Brainstorm strategy, script an upcoming donor visit, talk through an advisory board issue, or ask questions you've been afraid to ask in public. It's entirely up to you. Visit ArthurAlley.com slash captain. That's Alley with two L's, ArthurAlley.com slash captain to set up your complimentary consultation call today. Well, General, I'll ask you another question now. Uh, I would imagine that most of us have no idea what your job is really like in the scope of your office. And 
just the the 13 years we've been officers, I've had a sense of until you're really in an appointment, you don't, it's hard to know what it's really like to be in that place. Could you tell us a little bit more about the scope of, of your role as general? And especially now that you've been in that this role for a couple of years, just uh, share some with us. We would love to know. And you're doing this within a half hour, you say. <laughs> <laughs> I got accused of that last year with you, too. And, uh, <laughs> uh, this is a, a challenging response uh, in that uh, being the general of the Salvation Army is, is so multifaceted and, and so diverse. Uh, somebody asked me a while ago, what's a week like in, you know, with any kind of rhythm? What's it like for a general? I said, I haven't had a normal week since <laughs> I began because the variation of responsibility is always shifting. Uh, mm. You know, at a high council, they have a standing question. You know, is your health good and can you carry this for five years? And I think really what they're asking is, do you have the stamina? to do this, mm. you know, and uh, two years in, I think uh, I'm saying, I know why they asked that question, because <laughs> uh, there is a certain amount of uh, wellness and uh, stamina that's required. Uh, you know, technically, uh, as the election is a reality, the general becomes the corporate soul, the legal entity of the army. And, by a British Act of Parliament, I am made responsible for the spiritual and temporal well-being of the Salvation Army. Fortunately, I can delegate that responsibility to territorial commanders and officers commanding around the world. So I'm not worried about the South. The South is in good hands. I think so. <laughs> yeah, well, Mr. Hall, you heard me say that, right? You heard me say that. Let's agree on that today. Um, so out of that then comes uh, a leadership of leaders, I believe. And with that, there is everything that goes on within that context of, you know, personnel appointments at uh, levels of significance within the Salvation Army. It, it's about carrying the international agenda, which at present is about some very important things of gender equity, leadership development dialogue around sexuality and things of that nature, and adding to that list an important reflection on racism. I, I carry a responsibility for ecumenical relations, and you've seen Aye. me on social media visiting other denominational leaders. It's all about financing the army. It's all about thinking through what it means for us to be well globally, and, of course, we are spiritual leaders in a very real sense. So we have to study and prepare and find time for every Congress and every speak we do. And these are many. The testimony is that God is all over this. And we want to give witness to his anointing because we didn't wake up on August 3rd in 2018 with anything more than we went to bed with the night before. But what mm -hmm. came with the role and responsibility was an anointing. And we admit we have done things, participated in things, and spoken into things that we never would have thought possible. But God is faithful. Yes, yeah, Abby, I, I can't give you a full answer to the question, but that, that and much more. I hope that helps. Okay. Our listeners. 
I know I, I had the privilege last year of just interviewing you and on my podcast, Captain's Corner, and we, yep. we went into some of those you tough things. You through. Are you advertising now? Oh, I, a little bit, which you can find on Spotify, Apple. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I'll encourage people if they want to, to go back and see some of the things that you, that was just still like you had just completed your first year in this appointment. And if you go back to that interview, you'll see some of those things. Now, I want to highlight something you said there. I, I listened yeah. to it again this morning, which is very humbling to listen to your own voice, I'm sorry to say. But uh, as I was listening to it, I was reminded, you said at the very end of that interview, I sense this is a time of plenty for the Salvation Army. And that there, but that might not always be that way. And so mm -hmm. with that in mind, here we are. COVID-19, just in our core, the, the privilege we've had to lead our core through this time, then the challenge, like things have changed dramatically. I'm just curious how you think the Salvation Army General might be, be come, come out of COVID-19 stronger. Like what is it, what is it that might happen in this period that might help us sharpen mm. our sword? Yeah, so I think there are a couple of aspects to that. Uh, number one, I, I, you know, later this week, um, perhaps into next week, I will release a COVID report to the social media platforms available to me. In that, I will tell some of the story of what's happening uh, around the world. The Salvation Army finds its strength in its ability to stand together, whether we're in Malawi or we're in uh, U.S. South. It is absolutely incredible. Governments could learn from the Salvation Army. Hear me Amen. clear. It is about working together to change people's lives around the world as a global community. So yep. the there is, I will tell that story in, in just a short time. Financially, the Salvation Army is, is tightening its belt all around the world. But again, these days of plenty that I referred to are days of plenty that has made it possible for us to have resources to go to when other resources are not available to us. In the comment of Days of Plenty, I was also talking about the fact we have 17,000 plus Salvation Army officers, just like you guys. Wow. Uh, the projections are not that that number would sustain itself. But we are watching and we are believing God is still calling men mm -hmm. and women. So we, we have a confidence that God plays with numbers just for fun. And he will, he will still call people Amen. to... So I, I think then we move to mission. And this is where people like yourselves, where you're really on the front line of mission, we're going to learn things. We're going to understand what's important. And just this morning, I, I tweeted out, look, you have all the dialogues you want about what is good, what is bad, what's in the next normal, what are the possibilities. But don't forget our main responsibility, simply this, is to help people to have a relationship with the Almighty. Amen. After everything else is done, I hope our Salvation Army will come out of this stronger from a mission perspective. God is calling us into an uncertain future, but God is steadfast. Amen.
it's been it's in, interesting in that call to even evangelize with the, the task that God's given us to proclaim that good news, even in the very first week of us going online, which we were on, I think, like in the, the, in the middle of March, yeah. there were people who we had tried to get to come to our building. Who, <laughs> I mean, we have tried. I mean, I have all the tricks in the book I've tried, but they were online and they were listening. Yeah. So there's yeah. a way we do have a different audience and certainly we're missing people too. Like we have some sure. folks in our congregation who have, don't have access to the internet and it makes it hard yeah. for them to participate. But we are, we do have an opportunity to proclaim the good news in a way that we didn't. Yeah, it's great. We have some folks who are joining us from Costa Rica, some questions coming in. And before Abby asks the next question, we'll just encourage folks to share a link to this. Uh, we have another uh, 10 minutes or so here on Facebook, and then we'll make the transition to Instagram Live, which is something that's been used lately more more popularly. And so we're hopeful that will be something that will be useful. But we'll move on, Abby, to the next question. Right. So um, I know we were just beginning to share a little bit about our own response to COVID-19 here at our core and doing online services. But for Commissioner Rosalie, what are some of the other ways you've seen Salvation Army units responding around the world to COVID-19, having to pivot and shift and, and make some sudden changes? Can you share some, some things you've seen with us? Well, I, I can do that, but you know, there's just too many. Like we were yeah. talking about where you began yeah. and who's do you pick out uh, the creativity and all these new ways of doing ministry uh, in a critical time for the world uh, is just amazing. I, I do know that IHQ uh, is working on over 70, over 94 projects around the world. Wow. And, uh, that's in uh, 61 countries that we have our hands internationally in. And of course, the countries themselves, uh, some of them with limited resources, are doing their own uh, different ways, uh, different projects or different means in, in how they are dealing with this COVID, uh, with the resources that they have. So uh, it's estimated that 120 20 countries uh, that the Salvation Army works in right now are, are doing projects, uh, engaged in wow. projects around the world. And that's really, really good. I think they said the other day it was there were over 2 million people estimate that uh, we uh, have uh, within our ministry reach around the world that uh, working with COVID. So different things, you know, they're working on community prevention, hygiene, education, and promotion, food to families around the world, different ways that the, the, the countries are doing this, the Salvation Army is doing this. Um, we have migrant workers and we have refugees that the Army is uh, busy trying to, you know, they're being neglected by other social agencies, but the Army has found their place there. Uh, to work with them, sex workers who are being ignored by other organizations, uh, the Army in countries, have yeah. ways to do that. Uh, elderly people, of course, you, United States, this drive-in services that uh, you have been doing yeah. for food banks. Uh, and we have watched the United States of America, and we watch how creative you've been in, uh, in the way that you've come up with ideas, how to do the best work for the Lord, uh, and how to reach people. Uh, with the finances that you have. So we're, we've been impressed with, yeah. uh, with, with how the Salvation Army around the world yeah. have responded to that. We also have 70 hospitals. And yeah, uh, finally, we, we have uh, the PPIE uh, equipments and other important equipment that we have financed to help wow. 
pick in the communities that these hospitals are located in. Um, yeah, just thanking God for the availability of uh, resources financially. Uh, let let me climb in here. Oh, I knew you would, okay. I think you did pretty well. <laughs> too much for one person. Yeah. But one of the things that I yeah. would like for our Army world to understand and our listeners to understand is that the Salvation Army works in many countries that are not particularly friendly towards yes. the Salvation Army or Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I tell you countless stories where governments and uh, local municipalities have come and said to the Salvation Army, we don't know what to do with this. Would you help us? Or coming to one of our hospitals in India and saying, can we have your hospital as a COVID hospital? Mm -hmm. Or wow. to our, our uh, compound and saying, you have these white vehicles with this red thing on mm -hmm. it, the shield. If we gave you a permit, would you go in and drive amongst the homeless and do your thing? You know, so out of this, I will come an ability for us to even work in close partnerships where it's been difficult in the past. So new opportunities, and that wow. that's some of what. And I think if you look at the international headquarters uh, website, hmm. um, you will see weekly we have published all these different countries and all the responses some of those things, yeah. uh, that yeah. is very very warming to the heart and also encouraging to our salvationists to see this. So yeah, go on and have a look at some of that. Yeah. yeah. I want to get one more question in here before we get to the questions from the audience. Um, in the middle of COVID-19 in the United States, and I think it's been global too, we've had significant racial tensions. And in the middle of that, I had pre-scheduled to have an interview with Commissioner Israel Gaither. And General, you retweeted a link to that conversation. And I'm just curious if there was something that stood out from that conversation or something you want to say about the racial tensions that we're experiencing um, yeah. all over the world, but, you know, even particularly from your seat looking to the United States. Yeah, well, obviously, I'm very concerned that we're at a point in our history where we still have to have this dialogue, right. still have to have this time of lament and even confession and repentance. Uh, when I was listening to Commissioner Gaither, I think what was real about that is that I was listening to it in my time. I know the Gaithers. They're still alive. I experienced most of my lifetime during their officership time. And it was like, this is in my era. This is in time that history is not written in a book. It's written in my memory. And I have to admit that I was deeply uh, challenged by the fact that uh, an interracial marriage created challenge such that it did. And, and at the end of it, I said, surely not today. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am not certain of that at this moment, that it is no longer a concern for us, because within the context of our good Salvation Army, there is systemic problems that would suggest to me that there is much more need for dialogue and reflection. Uh, uh, some weeks ago, I pointed to our uh, positional statement on racism, uh, the Salvation Army denounces racism in any form. I have said I, I would not be passive. I would stand up and speak. And just this week, I've communicated to all of our leaders around the world because the United States is not the only place where we're facing challenges on this issue. 
and uh, dialogues are beginning. And I, th I think we have to find very, very specific ways in which we look into this. I want our Salvation Army to understand our positional statement because it is, of all positional statements, soundly based on Scripture, soundly based on biblical theology. And if any of your listeners wants to debate me on that, then I'm quite ready to do that. So let's throw the gauntlet down. Let's <laughs> let's be who God has called us to be, and that is He has created all of us in His own image. Amen. You Thank know, you. So, sorry, I'm getting a little bit preachy. Oh, I love it. We're, we will we will make a transition here soon. I think I just to honor folks uh, that I said we'd have a few questions, yes. and I'm going to take a few of them. So um, this comes, I think, from Major Larry Broom, who just retired, I think, after 43 years of officership. He and my, my, my parents just retired, too, after 43 years of officership. Wow. Um, so, but we're, but we're it's great to see him. We're going to keep going. Amen. Amen. going after 43. Yeah. But here's his question. He says, concerned about, he's concerned about the low number of candidates for officership. What can we yeah. do to encourage people to respond to the call of God? What is the yeah. Army doing at the international level? Yeah, I think um, the whole issue of uh, the call is squarely in God's hands. Now, what he needs is every man and woman who is a salvationist to be the nurturing Salvation Army that we need to be. Uh, we only have this problem in certain parts of the world. I'm sure you understand that. Uh, maybe I could give the assurance that we are not training less officers right now, globally. Wow. We, wow. We, are, we are training as many, but the problem is, is that they're not exactly placed where we always need them. For instance, in the Western world, mm. we have slowed down training and the acceptance of candidates in several territories because we can't place them. We have had to do one session at a time in some territory. We have a waiting list in Indonesia. So there are dynamics going on here that uh, we need to understand, and perhaps we need to become more international in the placement of our officers and in the whole idea of understanding what God is doing. God is not calling in a way in which it is clear to us, but it is clear to him. And there are numerous individuals that, well, I believe, uh, filled in the blanks. But that means that my homeland of Canada needs to be ready for officers to come from Asia or to come from Africa or to come from Indonesia or to come from Pakistan. Uh, these realities are going to come because you do know and understand that 70% of our membership is in Asia and in Africa. Amen. So as an international leader, I would say, uh, yeah, we have to lift our game. We have to model officership. We have to remind people in our meetings about the call. It just goes on and on. We can't stop doing what we're responsible for but we have to do it in such a manner that God has the ease by which then he can speak into the hearts of our young people and our young adults and our older adults who still have time to serve. 
Uh, hopefully that helps the major. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And that's something to encourage. Like um, every person within the Salvation Army has a role to play in oh, helping people since God's called officership. And the old, older <laughs> folks who maybe can't serve in the same way. Um, yeah. call, call, call that for me. And every officer. Well, Abby will ask another question here. Oh, go ahead. Yes, Commissioner. Every officer is a candidate secretary. Amen. Yeah. They, yeah. They're the ones to speak into the hearts of their own people um, and help them understand God's possibly calling them, right? Amen. And I think you might know in the USA Central Territory, yeah. every person was given the additional appointment of being a candidate yeah. secretary. We, we do so, know that. Um, uh, well, in a second here, we'll make a transition to Instagram Live, and I believe Ashley Ramsey, who's our Associate Development Director, is already on live there. It's, so you can, if you're on Instagram, in a second here, you can go to Salvation Army Tampa, um, at Salvation Army Tampa, and you'll find that. And then we'll get that conversation going in a second. But she's already there, just to give you a heads up that's coming. Abby, you, we have one more question from the audience. Okay. And, uh, so this is one for both of you that I... I'm I'm interested to know where is the most unique place you have served as as an officer I guess uh New Zealand why it's unique is because it was absolutely a touch of heaven um yeah. uh, it, there was something about New Zealand that we lost our hearts there with the people with the uh with the country itself and I always say, when people say, where was your favorite or unique place? I say, New Zealand. Yeah. It was our, our first uh, venture outside of Canada exactly. to serve. And, overseas. You know, we were like any human being, uh, quite on the back foot and uh, not sure if our idea of Salvation Army was their idea of Salvation Army. But what we found was the heartbeat of mission that yes. was quite in sync with our hearts. And we, we just had a really good experience. So God bless New uh, Zealand. Yes. yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, we'll, uh, we'll make this transition. We are actually live right now on Instagram Live. So that is happening. And so we encourage you to go on over there as well. And we'll have some opportunities for more questions. There might be some things that overlap, but, but we have a, a whole nother set of questions that we're going to ask the pedals there. So if, the, if you're saying goodbye to us now, um, thank you for joining us for this period. We're so thankful for the opportunity to be able to share with our international leaders and really just to focus in on the mission that God's given the Salvation Army to mm -hmm. preach the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ and meet human needs in his name without discrimination. We do that in 131 countries and we've gotten a little flavor yeah. of that from the pedals. Now, let me give you guys an opportunity to say goodbye and then, um, and then we'll close out this Facebook Live. Uh, well, thank you to everybody who's listening. We've really enjoyed interacting here. Our story is just a small tip of the iceberg yes. of so much that we yes. could share with you. But God bless you, everyone. Next week on the podcast, we have Major Susie Erickson from the Salvation Army Southern Territorial Headquarters. If you'd like to learn more about the Salvation Army of Tampa, check us out at tampasa.org and give us a follow on Twitter at Sal Army Tampa. And of course, go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.